A good day and welcome to episode 82 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and guess who is back in the saddle again? That's right. It's the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. Hello, Matt. Long time no I'm see. Back, baby! That was so loud, but it's ha- I'm very happy to have you back. <laughs> lore connoisseur is such a great name. It's fantastic. He's, he's great with lore on World of Warcraft and Destiny. And that's all. That's it, but that's all you need. You just need to be a connoisseur in one of the things, so you got it. And Mm -hmm. this week, as you heard, new voice on the podcast, friend of the show, we met on the internet and then met in person at PAX, Neil Rivera. Neil, how are you doing today? Hello. I'm wonderful, guys. I actually went to uh, Six Flags and rode a bunch of roller coasters, so I'm exhausted. What? That sounds like so much fun. I'm glad to be here. roller coaster was your favorite? So, my favorite here in Atlanta. So, I live in Atlanta. Um, so, we have Six Flags over Georgia, and it's Goliath, which is the tallest oh. roller coaster in the southeast. I'm not sure if that's true still, but uh, yeah. It, is it a droppy one, or is it a swirly one? It is both. So, you're, oh. not, you're not doing full corkscrews, but you're hmm. doing like kind of half corkscrews. But it is mm-hmm. like just one huge drop, and then subsequent drops after that. Um, I have this thing that I think I'm going to start doing now where, because I work retail, so Memorial Day weekend is just like blackout for me. And so I'm (laughs) off Wednesday and Thursday this week, so we're recording Wednesday night. And so we went the Wednesday after Memorial Day and it was totally dead. So we got on the ride. Got to ride it, got off, got right back on. Like it was incredible. So, but anyway, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Wednesday evening. It's going to be a fun one because it's the best time of the year in gaming. Every year, E3, it's just a blast. So very excited. And you'll notice Manny, he's not here. It's because he actually is actually stuck at the top of the Goliath. Uh, Neil left him there. And we were like, Neil, you got to bring Manny. But he's, he's stuck there. But anywho, we got a great show lined up. But before we do, we do have to clean the house because while Manny's stuck at the top of the Goliath, he left a mess. So please follow us on social media. We are at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at Plus the Number One Player. And of course, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check out all of the social media sites to stay up to date on what's going on in the website, which of course is plus one player.com. There you'll find all of our articles, all of our podcasts, and links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player. Stay tuned for that because with E3 around the corner, I imagine. We're going to be doing some live streams of some of those uh, Sunday showcases because Sunday has is a pretty good lineup. So I think there's some potential there. So go check us out on twitch.tv slash plus one player. And of course, on the website and the Twitter bio, find a link to the Discord. We have an amazing community. So come on and join the fun unless, of course, you're racist, in which case I don't want to talk about all the cool E3 things with you. So just get out of here. Keep that shit out of. Yeah, stay out. And if you've enjoyed all of the content and if you've enjoyed hanging out in the Discord community, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every single you dollar <laughs> every single every dollar you single give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it could possibly be. We have an amazing group of supporters and we would love it if you would join that rad group. And of course, can't finish up the housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, and that's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands, but I will tell you about that before the topic of the podcast. So before we have Matt run down what's going on, Neil, how about a little introduction, a little bit about yourself, and where can the people find you out on the interwebs? Awesome. Yeah, no, I am uh, Neil. I, I'm of Twitter. 
So I've kind of bounced around, done some projects here and there. Um, I've got my own YouTube channel. It's called Red Tooth Games. I haven't really done much in that uh, arena lately. It was kind of me dipping my foot into video editing and kind of mm-hmm. getting my voice out there as far as uh, crit- critiquing games, reviewing games, things like that. Um, but really, if you want to engage with me in any way, like just follow me at Twitter. I'm at the Young Neil. Uh, let's just talk talk about games like obviously we've all been talking about death stranding today so let's oh, yes. talk about I have not let's talk about the I kojima know. wildness together like let's do it i love it best time of the year is anytime kojima just pokes his head up and is like hey guys i hey, got something cool to show you you're not going to understand this at all but it's still dope still it's dope. fantastic well it's great to have you here and so episode 82 we got some awesome things to talk about as i had alluded to so matt what is on the agenda this week the agenda is as follows <laughs> first we're going to play past the sticks mm. talk about what we've been playing lately because we haven't done that in a while and i'm playing some new but old things Ooh. that i want to talk about same here actually new oh, but old nice. it's new but old. like there's not a lot of like new hot stuff so that's kind of what i've been doing and i feel like that's what a lot of other people have been doing is revisiting mm. things so yes I'm... 2019 year of the backlog <laughs> year of the backlog this is it we finally get caught up boys it's fantastic it's a new zodiac animal the backlog <laughs> and then we're th- we're gonna spend the rest of the episode talking about e3 our e3 predictions what we're most excited about uh, what we think may happen, what we think may happen outside of a- E3, but concurrently, mm-hmm. Sony, and then, uh, uh, and then that'll be the episode. We're not doing an indie showcase. We're not doing patch notes. We're just dedicating it to E3. Mm-hmm. So to start off, why don't we play Pass the Sticks? Who would like to talk about what they're playing first? I think we should give it to the guests tonight. Okay. Pass yeah, the sticks I on so. over. I got a couple that I've been playing. So I'm going to start okay. off with um, a little game called Steam World Quest uh, that I picked up on the Nintendo mm. Switch. Um, it kind of caught my eye. Like, I've never played any of the Steam World Dig games, um, any of the Image and Form games. So, but this one caught my eye because it's kind of a traditional turn based RPG with deck building mechanics. Um, and it's kind of still got that like charm if you've played SteamWorld Dig uh, and, and those games. So it's got really good writing, really good characters. Like it's actually kind of, you know, it's, it's a legitimately funny game. Um, mm-hmm. But the deck building is, my problem with deck building games is that it becomes too unwieldy after a while. And I'm mm-hmm. probably about 10 hours in now and it feels like it's still simple enough for me to grasp to where mm-hmm. I'm not like... You have three characters in your party, and each of them has a maximum of eight cards you can put in your their own respective decks. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're managing too much, you know. And and even like your more powerful cards, you're not waiting a long time for those to come through rotation again because there's only eight cards in your deck. Um, so it's super simple, it's super streamlined, really pretty. Like it's a pr- pretty visual game. What is the, like, like who are you fighting? So, the story so far has been, like, I would say, like, the writing as far as the characters are concerned is really good. The story itself is kind of subpar. It's like, oh, these, you know, it's the evil empire. The empire, oh my Exactly. God. Like, I don't, I don't want to say <laughs> the evil, you know, it's like these, old, and it's all, you know, like, mech-based, so all little robots. So, it's like, you know, yeah. an army of evil robots are fighting, and, you know, you're, yeah. you're kind of these, you know, plucky three adventurers trying to make their name in the hero business and you mm-hmm. venture out trying to 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 van you know vanquish them so it's really just like us right three plucky hero adventurers but it's really cute it's really fun um i'm enjoying it i'm not super far into it 
But the uh, other thing that I've been playing is with my new Oculus Quest. Oh, yeah. How oh. is that? It is. So my only VR experience other than the Oculus Quest is PlayStation VR, like a lot of mm-hmm. people, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's mind-blowing in that, like... I can play in my kitchen and like, and I've, I'm, I'm sure this phrase has been used to death already with the Oculus quest, but I feel like it's going to be the Nintendo switch for VR in that uh, it's right. portable. You can bring it wherever you want to do. You can set it up wherever. Like it's, I mean, setup is simple. Like you don it on, it automatically boots up and it says, all right, cool. Trace your play area. And it'll even give you recommendations like, Hey, your play area is too small. Your play area is just right. Like, you know, whatever. But then pretty much once you trace that play area, it gives you those barriers. Like if you're getting closer to the walls, like it'll actually pop up and say like, Hey, you're getting too close. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I hadn't played beat saber before, so that's what I picked up at launch and it's Mm. awesome. It lives up to the hype. Like I'm a a huge rhythm guy, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it feels like, and not to crap on PlayStation VR because it's solid. It's got a lot of good games, but it feels like it's legitimate VR. Whereas like I can actually control what I'm doing instead of like, you know, the controllers are, you know, they have joysticks, they have buttons, they have, as opposed to using the move wands. um, Yeah. I I feel like I have more control over what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm nervous because I don't want them to just put it out and not support it. Of course, like that's, I feel like that's a concern with every new piece of hardware. So, Mm. but it seems like, it seems like we've, you know, it seems like the, the early buzz around it has been really positive. So hopefully that means we're some new games coming. Yeah. I'm still on the fence about what VR I want to actually spend the money on because I was thinking PSVR because it has some really good games, but I've obviously heard about the limiting factors of it where you just have to like sit down and play. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a true VR experience, but I mean, I've seen that it's still pretty cool. I have had my one experience with VR when I visited Manny last year. He had a VR set, and I played Beat Saber and Super Hut. Tons of fun. Like I, I must have looked ridiculous though, because like playing Super Hut, I was like rolling around on the floor, like trying to like oh, dodge man. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Super Hot's dope. I played it on PlayStation VR. I'm thinking about getting on on Quest. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing with the Quest is that you've got the full six degrees of freedom because the cameras yep. are built in on the actual unit. So, like, I'm still used to the PlayStation VR where you have to stay stationary looking at the camera. Um, right. And, like, with the Quest version of uh, Super Hot, it's legitimately a possibility to, like, roll around, turn around, like, you know, actually look in different directions and, and use that kind of to your advantage. So, I'm, I'm interested in playing more of that. Like, yeah, more the Quest looks awesome. Like, it's crazy how portable it is for VR because everything about VR has always been, like, this elaborate setup where you have to have, like, the cameras and the towers, and now it's just like, here, take it wherever you want. Yep, pick up and play. Don't need a computer. Fantastic. Don't need a graphics card. Like, I'm yeah. all in on it. Well, I get sick when I play VR, <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. You got to take... Uh... Dramamine. Yeah, you got to yeah. take some of that stuff. I am not a doctor, though, so I can't prescribe you anything. Oh, Sorry about that. So, Neil, are you playing anything else, or are you going to pass the sticks? No, yeah, let's pass the sticks. Let's go. Let's let's go, Matt. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he's excited. <laughs> so, I've been playing like a ton of Diablo three. Yeah. Uh, which is very weird because it came out of nowhere, and it. The only reason I started, so I played the main campaign a long time ago when it came out because I really loved Diablo 2, and I played a ton in Diablo 2. And me and my friend Connor were, like, sitting on... He actually lives in the neighborhood, but we're sitting on Discord, just like, well, what do we play? 
because there's like so few co-op games that are fun that aren't shooters yeah i guess period yeah so i guess morna that's probably the only one <laughs> yeah it's the new that's the new hotness yeah, that is the yeah new hotness. it's still competitive though we like playing like stuff like we'll play for the PV, king yeah which is like an rpg yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i was like well i have diablo three just like i'm looking through my stuff and he was like i do too so we just started playing that <laughs> and we were we were playing normal characters then we started playing a seasonal character and then that season 16 ended like maybe we were halfway through so now we're on season season 17 and we're at the end game we're starting like the rifts and stuff which are you know you just kill hordes of enemies until you get to a certain until you have killed a certain number uh, then you get a ton of loot. They have quests. They have like world quests that you can do, very similar to WoW. But having a blast. Question about the seasonal characters, because I picked up yeah. Diablo right before we went on our honeymoon and on the Switch, and I played the crap out of it. Um, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't, I jumped into Diablo three on PC like right when it came out, and then I dipped before they started like really doing the seasonal content. But if I start a seasonal character, like let's say you know in season sixteen, I started a seasonal character. I can carry that over to season seventeen. No, no, you have oh. to start a new character. Yes, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think you can still play your seasonals, your season sixteen character, but it transfers over to like normal game. Mm-hmm. You can't play it season to season because every gotcha. season you're like doing all the content over, mm-hmm. you're doing all these quests, all to earn like whatever rewards that they have. Right. It's fun, though. There's, like, different builds and stuff that you play around with, things like that. Yeah, it gives you an excuse to go back and play different classes and stuff like that. Cause it, and it gave me yes. an opportunity to do stuff that I didn't do in my initial playthroughs. So, yeah. It gives you an excuse to revisit it. My only complaint is that the Necromancer is $15, which is just, like, wild to me. It's like, what? Is That's for the that was the, the expansion they put out for it, right? Yeah, so there's, yeah. like... There's the only a... expansion... <laughs> no, no, no. There's the Malthael expansion with, like, the Angel of Death. And then there's, like, Rise of the Necromancer, which I guess maybe there's a short story with or something. Yeah. I'd but imagine there's got to be something. $15 yeah. for, and it's a little annoying, but yeah. whatever. I'll probably buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it'll go on sale eventually. I'm sure BlizzCon, they'll run a sale. Hopefully. Somehow yeah. it'll end up in my cart. <laughs> <laughs> and I will hit confirm. Yeah. Just... And that's that. <laughs> And that's how they make their money. But whatever, I'm having fun, so yeah. maybe I will pay money. That's what it's all about. That's all, yep, exactly. Well, that's all I've been playing. It sounds like you've been getting your money's worth, though. I think so. Yeah. And I'm going to play after this, too. So, Steven, here are the sticks. I will take them, and I will talk about the two games I've really been playing, because i got to tell you, I really fell off the Days Gone bandwagon. I haven't picked that game up oh, in, like, two man. weeks. It's a bummer, because... I think it does some cool things and I respect the innovation of the open world where the open world is constantly attacking you. However, that type of open world just doesn't jive with me because as I talked about a couple weeks ago, I really enjoy being able to just explore and like go off on tangents. And you can't really do that yeah. when you're trying to sneak around hordes of freakers. Anytime I pick it up, I just find myself going from mission to mission. I, I And it's just a weird thing, so I kind of just wish it was a narrative game. Eventually, I will finish it. I feel like it'll be one of those where I'll pick it back up and play a little bit here and there. But as of now, it's on the shelf because Kate had turned me on to Dragon Age Inquisition a while back. <gasps> so I started playing that. 
and I've really been enjoying it. Like I got hooked right away. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. And, uh, I love all the little characters. I, I've got a decent ways in. I think I'm only like level seven right now, but I've done a bunch of different missions. Uh, I did the mages quest line, which was cool as fuck. That was a really fun mission where like you go forward in time and oh man, a lot of fun. And so I've been having a ton of fun with that because there's so many side quests. It's one of those games where, cause mm-hmm. Kate told me, she's like, don't get distracted by the side quests. And I immediately got distracted by the side quests. Like I could not help myself. I love side quests. I do too. It's just like, go get this potion from this guy. Sure thing. I'll be right back. And then as you're going, as you're going, it's like, Oh, you got to find this sloth scout. I'll find him in a minute. Let's go get him. (laughs) And, uh, the combat I will say is a little bit like, eh, but, uh, other than that, everything else is fun. I love exploring. I love the character interactions because that is something Bioware, even with Anthem, that is something that they still did well. So that's really cool. And this is my first like real, I guess Bioware experience because I, I haven't played Mass Effect, mm. and I keep everyone keeps telling me you got to play it, and like yes, I agree, I do. They got to remaster it. I can't go back to like playing yeah. on my PS3. It's just once you, mm. ugh, it's it's like I have to be in a real special mood to want to go back to the PS3 because the PS4 is just so much better. So Dragon Age is great. Yeah, those games like are terrific. Like. And how they handle side quests. Because, yeah. like, Ubisoft mm. open world games, especially the way they do them nowadays, just don't speak to me. Because it is just like, oh, well, I can see everything I can do right off the bat. Oh, Whereas, it's a checklist, like, yeah. <laughs> right. And you're, you're like, in these games, you're organically finding stuff. Like, games like mm-hmm. Mass Effect and Dragon Age and, like, The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 is one where it's like, I'm so intimidated to go back to that game and replay it again. Because it's like... I get distracted by everything. Yeah, that's mm. another one that I know I need to play, but uh, I, I know it's one that I need to just have a out on bunch of time. I know. I, I wouldn't get that on the Switch, though. Yeah. No, yeah, you need the full fat version of that. <laughs> have you uh, seen how bad AC3, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, mm. ran on the Switch? It's not good. So I can't imagine The Witcher is going to look good on the Switch, but hey, we'll see. If Panic Button's Wait, doing it like they're rumored, like I, I believe in them enough to where they could make it feasible but yeah it's probably not the ideal version yeah i'm still eventually i'm going to take it from rian's room and just put it in my ps4 and start playing someday but after i get through uh, dragon age but so i'm having a good time with that but in the meantime i took a little break from it because i've had what remains of edith finch on my Mm. system for the whole month because it was the free game and obviously i've only heard amazing things about that so i know Mm. i I knew i needed to play and i knew it was only a couple hours so this weekend i sat down i played through that and my goodness that game just is a punch in the gut in the best way possible the storytelling is incredible like i really wish i played that before we did the storytelling episode because i would have just Mm. gushed about edith finch the entire time like the way you learn about this family's tragic history is just by like reading about it and when you start reading about it it takes you into like their perspective in, in certain ways like there was one scene remember lewis's story mm-hmm. he's like uh he basically he fought addiction so he was worse of so spoilers here for edith finch it's an old game though so i feel like whatever we're safe so he was fighting off addiction and so to kind of get back into the world he started working at just like a fish market and so like his job is literally like chopping fish throwing them on the assembly line 
And so you're playing through this motion where one, the right analog stick is controlling, moving the hand to grab the fish, move it to like the guillotine and throwing it on the assembly line. And then meanwhile, the left stick progressively starts controlling like this entirely different game almost where it's like this top down 3d view of like this world he's creating in his imagination. And all the while the story that's being told is being narrated by, you know, Edith, and so, like, you're hearing about all this and, like, playing it out at the same time using dual sticks. Wow. And it was just, like, one of the coolest things. And, I like, every single story was told differently. And, like, there were different mechanics involved. There was one where you're controlling a cat and then you control a shark and then you control, like, a snake. Like, it just, like, jumped from thing to thing. But it all felt so amazing. And it was just so emotional. Like, the end of the game, I was it was, like, a Sunday afternoon. I was just like relaxing and then I played that. I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Oh. <laughs> but I like, obviously if you haven't played this yet, go do it. It's I, cause I think the Epic game store had it free a couple months yeah. ago. It was just free on PS plus. So you, there's been plenty of chance to get it, but even if you have to pay for it, totally worth it. One of the coolest gaming experiences I've had highly recommend. And so those are what I've been playing and uh, I can't wait to go back and play more dragon age. I, I will say that. Yeah. I'm interested to see what you, you say. Should. I yeah. I fell off playing Dragon Age. I think it's good. Like I I respect it as a game. It's just I think I kind of got tired of the Bioware formula, having played through all the Mass Effect games and right, playing right, the Dragon right. Age one. It was like it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, it's cool. And like I totally get the love for it. It was just one of those games where it was like it, if it had come out at a different time, I would have totally fell in love with it. Um, right. But yeah, no, like especially for it being like your first, like I, I wouldn't count Anthem as your first real Bioware. Experience. Oh no, like, I count that as an EA game, <laughs> right? But for that being your first like true Bioware experience, like that's a good one to start off with. Like so, I would say it's worth finishing that one. Yeah, I don't have the fatigue yet, so this is well, still good. it's new to me. <laughs> so that has been past the sticks, and before we hop into the topic of the show. I do have to mention that the show is brought to you by our sponsor, Nerdiest Brands. So, nerds, listen up. If you want to get some awesome nerdy gear with things like Overwatch and Marvel and DC and even Power Rangers, they got some awesome Power Rangers stuff. If you want shirts, hoodies, wallets, hats, everything, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com for all of your nerdy fandom needs. They got awesome gear from vendors and designers from all over the world. So head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. All right, so Matt, why don't you kick off the E3 discussion this evening? I've got my notes E3. ready. E3. Welcome to the world of E3. <laughs> That's the kickoff. That's the jingle. That's the official e three. That's the official E three jingle. I don't know if you knew that the ESA put that out. Trademarked. Yeah. So there are a few big companies that'll be at E three. There seems to be a lot of rumors going around mm. of what these companies will be announcing, and I know we will also have maybe some predictions or just things that we're looking forward to. But I thought actually that we could start with Microsoft because I feel like overall. They probably have one of the biggest lineups, potentially. Yeah, and they're doing uh, two hours, too, which is longer than they usually do. Yeah, and I think think Phil Spencer was like, this is a paraphrase of a quote. Uh, Like, well, we could have made the decision to, like, go big or, like, hold our cards close to our chest and we just decided to go big. That's <laughs> so, nice. I love it. Um, I, I was half yeah. expecting you to say they're holding their cards to their chest and it was uh, still no. two hours. Yeah. We're going to give you <laughs> yeah. two hours of slow played nonsense. <laughs> yes. 
And I think perhaps the biggest announcement is that they will probably be talking about what is codenamed Project Scarlet. Yeah. Now is that yeah. correct? Um, which is their two new next gen consoles, mm-hmm. presumably. One of which, presume, yes, thank you. One of which is probably a cheaper streaming version. Yep. The other of which is a more powerful, probably basically like a PC that goes below your TV. Yeah. That you stick discs into or just download things from the internet on. Yeah, the downloading is becoming a big favorite of mine. I won't lie to you. Oh, I man. do enjoy oh, yeah, I like not having to switch discs. Yeah. <laughs> I do miss a disc, though. Yeah, every now and then it's it's cool. Like, if, if a game comes out with, like, really nice box art, that yep. might compel me to get it. But yeah. otherwise, digital download. Mostly because I can download it, like, the night before. Because installing games now just takes way too long. Yeah. Anywho. Well, anyway, <laughs> any comments on the two consoles? We have talked about this previously as well. Oh, yes, so, we have. I don't, I don't know. I, I, part of me thinks that they're going to have a full-blown blowout and like here are the consoles here are the names mm-hmm. um but i'm the more i think about it the more i think it's going to be kind of like what they did with the xbox one x where they said all right cool here's the plan for next gen like we're gonna mm-hmm. and they're probably gonna come out on stage at least the way i see it in my head is say you know here's xbox codename scarlet you know because yep. i think they did say project scorpio when they were referencing the xbox one x mm-hmm. and you know it's gonna do the streaming i think when it comes to the next gen, they're going to focus more on xCloud and the streaming and just like mm-hmm. focus on the tech, especially because they've got Google. Like Google's teasing that they're going to say some stuff around E3. Like Stadia. They just, yeah, Stadia just tweeted out like soon. Like that was it. So you know, they're, they're going to be there. So I think Xbox or you know, Microsoft's going to come out and say, you know, okay, here's our streaming solution. I think they're going to get out ahead of Google and say, like, here's what our pricing is going to be. Here's how it yeah. works. Um, one of my predictions is actually during the conference, they're going to be like, and open trials are open. Like they're, you know, go sign up now. Um, because they were I can see that, yeah. talking about open trials being a thing in 2019. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be more from the, the streaming side of things. And then I think you'll probably get the box reveal around when Sony's doing theirs for PlayStation five. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. It'll be more streaming focused. I also think, I think I made this point before that like Microsoft is the most well positioned in the streaming as a service Mm -hmm. industry. So it'll be very cool to see what they can do because it's probably going to be the best of what any of these companies can do mm. yeah I'm, I'm i'm in firm agreement with that because while i think google has a lot of potential i think the lack of gaming industry and i know that they've hired a lot of big gaming industry folks but i still think that they like them as a corporation don't still like they don't feel the same stuff that microsoft feels because microsoft's been in the gaming space for quite some time now so they get both sides of it because they already have successful streaming models and they've had successful video game systems well yeah when your ceo comes out and says like i'm not a gamer but like and and microsoft (laughs) went through that with the xbox one when it first launched where it's like Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna be an entertainment thing we're not gonna really worry about the games and like that came back and bit them in the ass and like oh yeah now Mm. you see them focus on the games and you know services for gamers and that's why i would say their e3 press conference going into it is going to be one of the most anticipated for sure i just like love that idea like focus on entertainment system like was there not one person in the room that's like oh yeah i don't think gamers are gonna fucking like a system that doesn't focus oh on games <laughs> and talk but about anywho. talk about completely whiffing yeah i know we're going off on a tangent but talk about completely whiffing on the fact that like 
cutting the cord as far as cable is concerned was going to be a thing like to yeah. focus that much on TV when like two years, three years down the road, like digital streaming was taking over. Like For that sure. was, yeah. Like that was a huge mistake. Yeah. But I agree that I, it is the one I most mm-hmm. anticipate at this point. Speaking of games, we have potentially halo infinite. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we have potentially a new fable game. Let's wow. do it. That was one of my predictions because it when came out two years ago. Game. Playground Games is supposedly working on one. I think it's true. I would be so happy. I miss Fable as like a series. Yeah, because I know you've mm-hmm. talked about Fable extensively yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. It's just it captures such a like magical childhood fantasy yeah. world, but at an adult level, right? Which is just really cool. It's very I, there's not a game like it. Yeah, it's right. equal parts childish and mature. It's weird because I was, you know, in playing through SteamWorld Quest, like it gave me an itch to go back and play Fable because those worlds are really similar. Mm-hmm. Where it is like there's a hint of darkness, but it's also really lighthearted in its tone. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just like seeing that game, like what that game could be in today's world with open world so and things much like potential. that. Oh my God. Like just give me a huge open world with a ton of quests. And like that's, it's, that's all I want. Uh, yes. With music by Danny Elfman. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> He's probably too expensive, but... Yeah, probably. He'll write the theme song and that's it. That's it. I'm kind of curious to see, do you think we see more Microsoft and Nintendo stuff during the Microsoft press conference, or do we see more of that during the Nintendo press conference? Because I think we're going to get more. Animal Crossing. Oh, jeez. Animal Crossing. Tom Nook! Yeah, Tom Nook can't be stopped. But because that's one of the main things I'm very interested in is because I don't own an Xbox... And so, obviously, there are a lot of things that you can play on Xbox. You can just play on PC, so I could go that route. But the idea of, you know, Games Pass coming to Switch, that is very appealing to me because I think Games Pass is probably one of the best deals in gaming at this point. I think, like, what is it? Like, mm. t- is it 10 bucks a month, I believe? 10 bucks a month, yeah. And yeah. they're still, like, they're consistently adding games to it. Like, even yeah. not even first-party games. It's, it's impressive because, like, PlayStation Now is 20 bucks a month, and I, I tried the free trial of it. I wasn't exactly thrilled with the, the performance. I, I think it's a little bit off, and I know it's based on, like, your particular internet, but, like, when I run the internet test connection, I'm almost at, like, 200 uh, bips for, like, download speed. So it's not my internet on the system that's a problem. It's just that, like, I don't think playstation has a great streaming infrastructure i think that they have potential and i think them partnering with microsoft is awesome i I imagine we might talk about that a little in a little bit but so i think that's really great and i hope that it leads to them making a more stable streaming product that is just all around more enjoyable um but like games pass nails it and they keep giving like these blockbuster games that you can get for free and the idea of having that and the portability of the switch that's fantastic to me so I, I hope to see more of that, and I imagine this is where we'll see it. And I'm wondering if maybe that's why Microsoft's is two hours, because maybe yeah. they will bring in Nintendo, because I, I, know, I know we'll talk about Nintendo, because they've done some stuff you know, yesterday, and they're doing some stuff next week that's making me wonder like what the hell they're going to do at E3. Mm. So I'm wondering if maybe Nintendo shows up during Microsoft's longer press conference, and, and we get a little bit more info on that. Yeah, I think I think... Nintendo, I don't know if they're going to have a huge presence there, but I think I can, I envision Microsoft going up there and it'd be part of the X cloud initiative, right? Like they're going to be like, yeah. you can play on your phone, you can play on your PC, you can play on your Nintendo switch. Like right. you know, we, we've partnered with Nintendo and you can do that. And you know, oh, I man, don't, the reveal would be so cool. You could play right. on your phone and your tablet and your, your Nintendo, Nintendo switch. switch. Thanks and to our friends oh, at Nintendo. Fantastic. Please 
just goes wild. Right. They well, shoot Nintendo cool. switches into the into the crowd. <laughs> you get a Nintendo switch. <laughs> and if you look under your in chair, one of those air guns. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds if with Microsoft and Nintendo partnering, what are the odds that there are there's a limited edition some sort of Microsoft branded Nintendo switch where it's like oh, green like Joy-Con or right oh, yeah. like be so fucking Let's cool. do it. I mean, yeah, that would that would sell for sure yeah. because oh, people would yeah. I mean, obviously the switch sells all over the place but like you throw some of that branding on it hell yeah you're gonna yep. get some people who want it just for the collector's value of it right that's a pipe dream um what do you yeah, think about um the likelihood of seeing any releases or not releases but uh, announcements of what their new studios are working on so what's the uh the initiative the santa monica studio uh ninja theory or not ninja theory oh you know ninja theory is one yeah ninja theory I'm, yeah. i get them confused with team ninja but yeah ninja theory <laughs> um i'm really excited to see what ninja theory has coming up and Same. i'm wondering if they're talking about next gen if they even hint at next gen if they're going to be like hey and here's a teaser right i think i do think we get something from ninja theory because ninja theory was a huge acquisition for them last year and you know that they haven't just been doing nothing. Like, they've been hard at work. So I, I feel like we're going to get a little something from them. Whether it's maybe, you know, something else in, like, the Hellblade universe, so if they build on that, or if it's something brand new, which I imagine it will be. I don't think they're just going to keep... Because I don't really see how you can really build on Senua's journey, because I feel like that was a pretty beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. But I do expect Ninja Theory to show up, because I think they are one of those names that really turns a lot of heads now. Because what they did with Hellblade was astonishing, considering... Yeah. You know, they were an indie studio and they pulled all that off. And now they have the backing of Microsoft. So everyone wants to know what they're working on. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be like one of their big showcases. I do think, though, like Matt said, I think Halo is going to be like the big showcase. I feel like they'll either open the show or close it with Halo. They better. (laughs) I've been waiting for a good Halo for a while. Yeah. Since probably Reach. Do we know, are they putting multiplayer in the Master Chief collection for the uh, PC? Yes. All right, I'm definitely going to get that. So if you want to sherpa me through some Halo. I'm so done with, like, BRs being the competitive multiplayer. I'm so fucking ready to go back. (laughs) Let's go ARs. Halo. Yeah. Halo capture the flag. <laughs> yeah, shoddy and sniper. It's a it's it's a pipe dream for me, but I I'm still holding on to hope that Halo Infinite comes out and they're like, we're gonna double down on what made Halo great. Like we're not gonna do this battle royale. We're gonna just do like traditional Halo multiplayer and like honestly, I feel love. like yeah, I feel like that'd be a good move. Yeah, I still think with with a name like Infinite, it's like you know, it kind of implies you know. I don't know. Infinite Battle Royale! Right. I feel like, oh, it's a service where you're constantly... I don't know. Well, what is... Is Infinite just the name of it? Or is Infinite a planet? I don't know. I don't know. Because Reach is a planet. Could be. I I imagine if they're going I'll have to do some lore lookup. Yeah, you're going to have to find the Halo lore book on that. But no, I, I, I do think there is a strong market for that type of just going back to I their roots. I think so, too. Because I do think, like, yeah, Battle Royales are very popular. But I do think there's still plenty of people who are like, I want the team-based strategy. Like, I want the tactics of, like, a Halo. I want the cool gunfights. I want, like, the vehicles. I want all that fun stuff. And, like, I don't want to have to go scavenge for all my shit all the time. Right. And jump out of some type of flying vehicle. (laughs) Sometimes I just want to load into the game or respawn with the same weapons that everybody else has. Yep. (laughs) Is that so fucking hard to ask? 
I know. Like, I mean, there's still a lot of them out there, but like, I feel like there hasn't been like a really fun team-based one because I feel like Call of Duty just gets kind of played out. It's the same stuff every year. Even this past Battlefield, I've only picked up a handful of times. That was a regrettable purchase, if I do say so myself. But what are you going to do? You know, we all have them. So I think like a return to form because this is something like I had said, this is something like Master Chief Collection coming to PC. It ropes me in because I've never played Halo. So now I'm a new audience. Like like I've played it with friends like growing up, but I never had an Xbox. So I never Mm -hmm. really got down with it. But this will give me a chance to actually like experience that. And I feel like I'd appreciate it probably more now than I would have like when I was younger, when I just kind of see it as like, oh, it's just a first person shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it would be it's interesting to go back to play those games because I always view them with rose-colored glasses, but it's amazing to go back and see how far games have come from there and like how much more fleshed out they are. Yeah. Uh, from a multiplayer and progressive, you know, progression system. So it'll be it'll be right. nice to see if they balance like keeping it simple with like giving giving progression, you know, right. having a good progression system cuz if it is just team-based multiplayer that's going to get old after a while and people are going to bounce yeah i think it can it can be that mix that like you said where they'll take the elements of old and mix them with everything that we've learned you know since the old school halos and just turn it into something that could really bring the fan base back because like i know that some people kind of soured on halo after you know towards the end there and so i hope this is kind of that spark because there was just something about the halo series that always just like because even somebody who was kind of an outsider on it, because I was always PlayStation, so I always just kind of look from outside at, like, everybody enjoying Halo, but I could respect what it was doing because there was nothing on PlayStation that even came close to that experience. Mm, And I talked about how they tried it with Haze. Haze sucked. The closest I think it came was the Resistance Trilogy, which was a great game by all means, but I feel like the multiplayer was never the same as what halo was like halo was addicting like everybody was getting home from school i gotta go play halo like that's what it was and so i kind of hope infinite brings that joy back because there's just a little buzz in the air when halo's good that it's just it's just hard to ignore and it's fun to be a part of and i was gonna say something that can't be stated enough too is a good campaign in halo yeah because that was that's what soured me on it with halo 5 was just not a good campaign and then to hop into that multiplayer and it be kind of what halo was and kind of trying to do new things like just kind of stuck in in limbo there like it it just kind of soured that's what soured me on it but i think if you have a good if you come out and say like here's your dope campaign and then here's whatever we're doing with multiplayer like if the campaign's good i think it's gonna get fans back into it yeah Sorry to keep cutting that you off, Matt. That is a good point. No. I was just going to say me and Matt, I would play hours and hours of Halo, so it was way less important. Same. I have, I have, <laughs> I have, I have, I have friends to this day that I met from Halo 2, so it's it's oh, near and dear to my heart. Oh, that's awesome. Halo 2. Yeah. yeah. The Arbiter. Um, they're also making a series, so they'll probably, like a television series, so oh, that'll yeah. probably uh, be there at E3 as well. So with the streaming in the next gen console do you think we maybe get a release window or because what i think is happening is i think that they'll tell us the specs of these two systems i think they'll try to run some type of demo comparing today versus the future just like what sony was doing in like these closed door sessions with their ps5 stuff mm-hmm. I don't think that they, I, I, I'd be stunned if they have the hardware. So I don't think that they have the hardware done. I don't think we get a reveal because I still think they're going to do what they did for like Xbox one with all that stuff and like do their own event, reveal it there. Cause like I kind of just see that as the way it goes now. 
because I I still think it's a 2020 release window for all that. But who knows? Like I think one of one of my bold predictions is that Microsoft just stuns everybody and is like, we're releasing our next gen console this year. Damn. I mean, hell, if Death Stranding can come out this year, anything is possible. Yeah, I mean, that that's a bold prediction that I definitely don't think will come to fruition. But, like, I feel like if Microsoft was just like, oh, by the way, to close out the show, they're like, we're releasing it, you know, this November. That would just, like, drive people. That, that, yeah. People go nuts. But it's I a feel bold like prediction. <laughs> someone is just going to be like, oh, like, the date 2-2-20. Oh, I know. It's... Right. It's really going to come out then. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I think you get the streaming stuff this year. I think it's like, all right, cool. Like I said, like my prediction is boom, open trials, go sign up. Like you can get in there and try it out. And then I think it goes live at some point by the end of this year. And then I think your box hits early next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. March or you know, February or March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that because they, I, they need to do something to kind of, shift focus away from the fact that they released the discless xbox sad edition right where for like 200 bucks everyone's like wait a minute why am i paying 200 bucks for this like it's insane or wasn't it like 250 it was was 250 yeah Yeah, because everyone was talking about you could get the the regular xbox one s for 200 bucks yeah it was it was an insane idea so i feel like that would be something where everyone would be like, oh, it, I immediately f- forgot about that so i think you're right i think we'll get like maybe that streaming only console gets pushed towards the end of this year i wouldn't be surprised if they do something major like that because while i do think we'll see some focus on games i still don't think any of those studios are far enough along in development to even be remotely close to releasing this year or next year i think right. most of those game studios that are working on games for xbox are all working on next gen stuff yep so i'd be stunned if they have many announcements for like releases coming out within the next two years i think their entire focus is going to be on next year um next gen console and then it's also going to be focusing on their partnership with nintendo that's kind of how i see them going yeah and you're going to see a boatload of third parties also because oh yeah sony's not there so that's the biggest stage that they have to go to so i think you're going to see i mean something like the outer outer worlds um, which is obsidian which microsoft owns now but that's coming out this year so i think you get like a extended look at that i think you get you know a release date obviously um, and then, yeah, are there any other third parties that might be ready to announce stuff like that? Oh, what, the, the the big rumor being the, the, the Harry Potter, the Warner Brothers Harry Potter game or Rocksteady, what they're working on. So I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is Rocksteady working on? <laughs> They've been silent for so many years. It's like, is it Batman? Is it Superman? What are you doing? Just tell us what you're working on. I think I think. Well, yeah, I mean, and if they're announcing something, it's going to be at Microsoft. It yeah, I don't know be. where else it would be because they don't they don't do their own thing. They just kind of show up at somebody else's. So I oh man, I really want Rocksteady to show up because I know a lot of people think it's Superman. I think that they're doing more like Arkham Origins style stuff. That'd be great. Yeah. <sighs> Superman's boring, yeah. especially like Arkham Origins was a great story and like taking him from the beginning instead of taking him at the end like the Arkham trilogy was. So many possibilities, so many cool villains that they could try, and they had a huge open world in Origins, so I'd love to see what they can kind of build on. So, yeah, yeah. thank you for bringing up Rocksteady, because I, I forgot, because they've been so quiet, I totally forgot about them, but I need to know what they're doing. <laughs> right. What about, um, 
who is who did didn't George R. R. Martin say that he was mm-hmm. working with someone or something? The rumor is from software. Oh that. yeah, no, it is. Yeah, he is. Oh yes, a game with horses, Wait, yeah. right? An open world game with horses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He said he said that he consulted with a Japanese company, and yeah. then there were like rumors like two or three years ago saying that it was from software. So. I think there's some, yeah. I mean, and that's another one where it is like they're not announcing that at Sony, like, you know, I, yeah. unless Sony's just literally throwing the money, being like, nope, nope, we gotta, you know, bring it onto a state of play. Mm-hmm. I still think Sony oh does a state God, of yeah. play during E3 week. Like, I, you know, they haven't announced it, but I still think they're gonna, you know, they have that that gravitas where they can shadow drop it. Yeah, I think they're doing something because the last state of play was just like literally ten minutes. They were like, look, we're gonna give you just a quick little taste right. of a couple of things that we got taste. coming. But you're right. I don't think they're completely silent. And I you can kind of see the the wheels in motion already. We got Death Stranding today, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about because that definitely affects E3. Oh, we're talking about it, Matt. You can shake your head all you want. But uh, I'll be damned if I'm not going to talk about Kojima. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you after you go? <laughs> <laughs> so, with Death Stranding coming today, rumors of The Last of Us 2 dropping something this week. We'll see. We're recording this on Wednesday, so if it comes out Thursday or Friday, that's why we're not talking about it. But I'm sure we'll tweet about it, so go follow us on Twitter. But yeah, Rumors of the Last was two possible release dates for that. I know now it's getting rumored that it's pushed off till February, which I'm cool with. I've pretty much reserved belief that Last of Us 2 isn't coming out till 2020 anyways. So if it's February 2020, that's just earlier than I anticipated. So cool. Let's rock to 2020 to 2020. Two two twenty. That's going to be the biggest year or biggest day in in twenty twenty. Yeah, when everything gonna, releases. Yeah. So February twentieth is a Thursday. Thursday could it's be. A good day. Yeah, it's a yeah. good day for releases. Well, there's two two twenty and two twenty twenty. Well, two two is a Sunday, so nothing's mm, coming out on. That's Sunday. not a good day. Yeah. 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 So it has to be the twentieth. So look out for February twentieth of twenty twenty. How <laughs> bonkers would it be if Last of Us Two did release this year, though? That would be oh, that would be nuts because it would madness. have to release in quarter four, and then quarter four is Death Stranding and The Last of Us Two. Yeah, and then how do you pick two games of the year? It's just crazy. Yeah, I don't think Sony would do that to the <laughs> two, arguably their two biggest titles right now. Yeah, I that agree. Sound like I they completely do. agree. I don't think nuts. that they release them right next to each other. I I do agree that they separate them by a couple of months because that it it makes sense. You can't, you just can't do it. Like it, it'd be what crazy. do we even have for game of the year this year? Resident Evil Two is my like, kind of <laughs> run, running away with it right now at this point. Yeah, like there, it's been a weird year so far. Like Far yeah. Cry New Dawn was a lot of fun when I played that. Um, I know I'm sure tons of people would say Sekiro, but yeah, World of Warcraft, yeah, just classic. Warcraft. Let's do it. I think this would be yeah. this is a wow, good year classic. for like one of those indie games to run away with it though, because yeah. like there's not uh, now until oh, they announce Death Stranding because. I, I think Death Stranding, regardless, is going to be in the running. No matter yeah. how the game turns out, Kojima's name alone will get it yeah. in the running. So we'll see. But yeah, I think we need, we're need we going to get a Sony announcement, whether it be the days following E3, the days right before E3. Like maybe they do it like a couple days before the press conferences kick off. Or maybe they just do it after all the press conferences go. So that way they can, I don't know, yeah, make adjustments. I don't know. <laughs> we let you have your turn at the convention center and like we're just gonna drop this video like i, I really yeah. think they're just gonna shadow drop something like it is gonna be like hey tune yeah. in tomorrow and we're gonna release this and it's just gonna be boom last of us boom you know let's talk about next gen let's yeah and it's just gonna yeah. be everything people are looking for yeah and that'd be that'd be that'd be amazing but it's crazy how they're like already dominating a lot of conversations and they're not even at the show but talking about the ones that are at the show so microsoft 
I feel like we we talked a good amount about them. Do you have any any other words you want to say about Microsoft before we move to any others? No, any final words? All right. So no, I'm also just looking forward to Phil Spencer being on the page. I agree. Stage. I think he's I a delight. Him. He's yeah, just he is great. a delight. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. See, like that's what that is one of the the things I really love about these shows. Though is like all those folks just seem like they're really having a good time. I feel like they all kind of have the right people in charge right now. Uh, obviously, Nintendo. Shout out Reggie. He's not going to be there anymore, but. Uh. He went out on his own terms, so it was, it yeah. was good news. But uh, yes, he did. So he will be missed. But it, I agree. Like Phil Spencer, he brings a lot of life and just like happiness. To happiness. The stage. Yeah. But um, after Microsoft on Sunday, we got Bethesda, and so Bethesda, I feel like I imagine they'll show some more Rage Two stuff. Just like some a more quick, blades. Just a quick highlight of Rage Two. Oh man. But I think we're going to get more stuff on, uh, was it Starfield? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Starfield? Yeah. I we think, have to at this point. I think If they I think give us no lot. info on Starfield, then we have no idea what they're doing like in, in terms of anything. Right. No, I, I think Starfield's going to be heavily shown. I think we're going to see some type of gameplay. I think we might even get some type of release window. I, I and, and I say window, like I even think like maybe they just give us a year that it's coming out. Like they don't tell us yeah, like yeah. a month. But I do think we get stuff. What if it says coming soon? <laughs> I oh, think it's. Man. I think it'll say coming soon. They've done like they done it plenty of times with like Fallout in the past, like Fallout Four, like literally like two weeks before it came out. They're like, oh yeah, Fallout's coming out. And right. so I wouldn't be surprised if they do pull something like that. But I do think we see a lot of Starfield, and I feel like we got to see a little bit of something on Elder Scrolls Six. You're thinking another teaser. Another I'm, little I'm tease. thinking a little tease because I don't think they're anywhere close. A little Redfall. Yeah, because they said it's after. They're working on that pretty much after Starfield, so most of mm-hmm. their focus is there. So I feel like if we get anything for Elder Scrolls Six, it'd, it'd be another little teaser, maybe just an idea of this, a, a better idea of the setting and the story. But even that would just satisfy me to know that you know there are the wheels are in motion there, you know, because like yeah, it was cool to see the title screen over just a picture of a landscape that was great to know that hey we, we are looking at this but now i want to know that you're like fully working on it like i want to know that this is the wheels are already in motion and we, we can see this obviously sometime within the next decade because <laughs> elder schools games are so big <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm so back and forth on it like i i want to believe that those games like i feel like they did a great job setting the right expectation of like hey these games are in the works and like yep. they're happening, but it's going to be a while. And I, you know, I, part of me is just like, okay, cool. Like we're not going to see anything about it or like, we're going to see just a yeah. little bit. So maybe they do, you know, a, I, I could see a deep dive into Starfield. I would be shocked if they did anything more than like a minute or two on. I'd Elder be Scrolls. shocked too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I, I they still have to like nothing, but yeah, they still have to promote. Good. They still have to promote Doom too, you know, Doom Eternal. So yeah. that's their big release this year. So I think that's going to get the most love. And the uh, the the Wolfenstein stuff. Yep, Wolfenstein the, Young that Blood. DLC. Yeah, I'll say it. Mark the date, May twenty ninth, twenty nineteen. I'm really nervous about the next Elder Scrolls. Really? Oh, how can you even Absolutely. say that when all we've seen is a picture? <laughs> because the trend, just like Game of Thrones, the trend. From Morrowind to Oblivion mm. to Skyrim has been a slow trickle of like really complex and like you have to remember all this shit, like all these quests, you don't have markers and stuff in Morrowind yeah. to like slowly dumbing it down, slowly dumbing it down. Not that 
I don't mean dumbing it down like in a bad way, right? In terms in terms of like the yeah, yeah, no, consumer, just, just, the players, just right. like it got the game is easier, the game's easier, the game's easier, and then in Skyrim, like a lot of the quests are really basic. A lot of the side quests feel the same. A lot of the dungeons feel the same. Like there's definitely standouts yep. for sure, but if the next one goes in the same direction of like being really simple or like the side quests aren't interesting i could just see it going wrong no i i I totally agree because i hear what you're saying in the sense that like i I, just thinking back on it how many side quests did you have to get like a dragon claw and match up the symbols with the turning door like you did that countless times and there were other types of quests was the same where all of a sudden you'd get into a crypt and there would be this ghost that you'd have to fight and it was super Mm -hmm. powerful so I totally get it. It's tough for me because Skyrim was my only um, intro into it. So I never played like Oblivion or Morrowind. So it was a little bit different in that sense because like it's, I just mm-hmm. knew what Skyrim was from Skyrim. So like it, it, I have a different perspective yeah. on it, but I, I totally understand what you're saying that it can get very repetitive. So I think, yeah. I think that they'll be able to fix it though because i think they it's been a long time so they've had plenty of years time. and I, yeah. I i think that maybe with things that they've taken from like elder scrolls online with like because some of the stories on elder scrolls online are a lot of fun like the the time i've played with it sure really good quest so i'm hoping to see kind of some of that trickle in and maybe maybe we get an online component to Elder Scrolls 6 I mean I hope not oh my god no I, I after yeah after Fallout 76 I hope not too so <laughs> who knows <laughs> I mean Elder Scrolls Online it's a lot of fun so I I'm I, I'm still hopeful that like they can still tell like a really I'm good hopeful. story yeah I could just see it going very wrong yeah but honestly I could be I, I know so little about Starfield that like I could immediately be really excited about it based on what they tell us you know Oh, yeah. So I think that could be really cool. So that's Bethesda. I think, well, because I think that there's a little bit more to it as well. Just because I think they're not just going to kind of sit back, especially this year where Fallout 76 has dominated headlines for them. So I think Mm -hmm. that maybe we get like a couple of new announcements too. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they had a couple of new things in the works, not necessarily like like mobile stuff like i think maybe we get like either a new installment on a franchise or maybe they have another i actually you know i scratched that i don't think they'll have another new ip i think a lot of yeah, like starfield so. is that focus but I, I can see them you know bringing on a, a new game to a, an existing franchise or something like that just something to kind of like Possibly. shock you like you know something that wasn't expected because i do feel like everyone expects to see starfield everyone expects mm-hmm. to see something of elder scrolls 6 whether it's even just like a quick blurb or just like a you know a where they're at like telling us like where that development process is so i, I do think that they'll still try to do something that's unexpected because i feel like last year the elder scrolls 6 reveal wasn't necessarily expected because everyone was focusing on fallout 76 and that was their big focus yeah and so they just kind of threw in that elder scrolls 6 thing at the end to be like oh yeah and we're also working on this but not until after starfield so right yeah we'll see so neil do you have any last thoughts about bethesda yeah no i mean i like i said we were talking about um starfield and elder scrolls 6 i i don't think i'm me personally i don't think we're getting anything that big at least at length 
I think we're getting a lot of smaller stuff. So I, mm. since I'm like fully immersed in my Oculus Quest now, I one of my predictions is that they're going to port Doom VFR and maybe Skyrim VR to the Quest. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. And I mean, I think they also have that uh, Wolfenstein game, Cyberpilot, but it's not even out yet. So I don't think that they're going to port that one quite yet. Skyrim, since it's mm-hmm. kind of an older game, you might be able to get away with it. I think Doom VFR is kind of a safer bet. Um, it is true. It's I another think, system that they haven't released Skyrim on, so might as well. Exactly. And I mean, they, <laughs> they're VR supporters. Now, granted, I think they've leaned more to like the Vive side of things rather than the Oculus thing. So I don't know if you know it's just something with Facebook going on there. I think it's time we see something, a new Evil Within. I'm not invested in those games, like seriously, but I still think... I mean, 2 came out, what, two two years ago? I wouldn't be surprised if we see... Uh, a new evil within and then right. um probably gonna get a, a big uh a fallout 76 drop I, I imagine they're gonna talk about fallout 76 maybe not f- come out and like completely own how bad that launch was but then just basically be like hey like we're still supporting fallout 76 so here's the next big yeah. content drop for it i can see that they definitely need some more goodwill there. I do, yeah. I do know that the people who have stuck around with it have said that it has, you know, obviously it still has its issues, but it has gotten better overall. Yeah. So uh, I, know. I hope to see them stick with it. Yeah, and I know Microsoft's got a lot of goodwill going into their press conference, and I think Bethesda is in desperate need of some goodwill. Um, yeah. You know, Rage 2 didn't light the world on fire. You know? Blades? Yeah, Blades <laughs> had its issues. Like, I, I mean, it's a fine like it's a fine game, but it's, like, riddled with microtransactions. Fallout 76 yeah. obviously was what it was. So I think they, they need a win. They need something that's going to come out. And, Blades. Yeah. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Blades. Blades 2. That's it. Um, Blades 2, Return of the Blades. So here's my crazy bananas. This is never going to happen prediction. But do you guys remember a game for the Xbox and PlayStation 3 called Wet? It was oh, character action game, and it starred Elijah Dushku, and it was just like this third person over the top action game. I wouldn't I feel even like I vaguely remember. Yeah, this. I wouldn't even call it a. I wouldn't even call it a character action game because that would just kind of you know that obviously brings to mind like Devil May Cry and God of War, but it yeah. was definitely just more of like a third person shooter. But it was like the set pieces of it were just ridiculous, over the top. Like it was very much a seven out of ten game, but. That's my, like, if Bethesda ever came out and announced, like, hey, we're making Wet 2, like, I'm in. Like, let's do it. <laughs> it's coming out on 2-2020. It is. That's the day <laughs everything's, everything's coming, coming out. out that day. Yeah, no, because I was, I was saying, so, for the listeners at home, Neil lost power a little bit. So, when you lost power, I was saying to Matt that I think that they, I think we get something new from Bethesda. I think they announce whether it's, you know, like I said, I don't think it's going to be a new IP, but I think they'll announce like a new game in an existing franchise. But right. I do think they'll have something new for people. Yeah, they've got, I mean, they've got enough coverage as a publishing house to where, yeah, yeah it's time for them to, whether it is through an acquisition or a partnership, just to be like, hey, yeah, here's this new thing. We're partnering up with so-and-so like they did with Rage 2. Like we're partnering with Avalanche Games. Like they could partner right. up with someone and I mean, hell, they could partner up with Panic Switch or Panic Button and make a, an exclusive Switch game. Like that's a possibility. That's true. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Because they they are they're good at porting stuff over to the Switch. So why not make something with the the hardware in mind? I know, and I think that's a perfect segue. Look at us, we're professionals into Nintendo because I, like I know Ubisoft and uh, or Ubisoft, however you want to say it. I'll still say Ubisoft. 
no matter how many times Manning corrects me. <laughs> so Ubisoft and Square Enix, they're doing their conferences on June 10th. Um, Nintendo's June 11th. However, I do think Nintendo is a little bit bigger than those two. So I they think Nintendo deserves some of the focus. Because I'm curious, like, so last night, Tuesday night, they did the Pokemon press conference where we get the announcements of Pokemon Plus Plus, the new Pokeball thing. We got Pokemon Sleep. We got Pokemon Do Your Taxes. We got Pokemon Go See Your Grandma at the Nursing Home. So, like, they have all these crazy Pokemon games. And then next week, they're doing the direct all about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. And this is just after we had the Mario Maker 2 direct. So, those are kind of their two of their really big things coming out this year. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, are we going to see more of that at E3? Or is that, like, I feel like that would just be redundant at that point. So that leaves the question of, like, what are they going to show at E3? We know it's not Metroid 4 right. because that got delayed. So I'm very curious. I know we got Link's Awakening. I know that mm-hmm. remake is in the works. So I feel like we'll probably see a lot more on that. But other than that, I'm very interested to see, like, where they're going to go. So what are your some of your expectations for their presentation? I So they've got a lot in the pipeline, like, there's a lot that they've said is coming out in 2019. There's Animal Crossing. There's Luigi's Mansion. There's, yeah, Animal Crossing. I, that's for sure one of my most hyped games. But then, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3. There's Astral Chain. There's, you know, Marvel. I mean, and granted, these aren't first-party Nintendo games, right? Like, they're... Yeah, it's they're Marvel Ultimate Alliance. But, yeah, you do have Ultimate Alliance 3. You've got Fire Emblem. You've got... Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but there's a lot of other games. I mean, of course, there's a bunch of n- Nindies that are coming out too. Oh yeah, Nindies. I I hate to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm a doubter, but I feel like there's no way that all of those games are coming out in 2019. I think something is gonna slip, and the one that kind of keeps coming to mind for me is Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, because I went back and watched that reveal trailer, and it was just Luigi's Mansion working title, and it was just kind of like a little. You know, it reminded me a lot of the Yoshi reveal where it was like Yoshi working title and that got pushed back. So I think I think at least one of the games that they're confirmed, like they say is confirmed 2019 is going to get pushed to 2020. Yeah, I can see that for sure. But another one. Really, the only thing for me is is sorry, is Animal Crossing. Yeah, I know you and so many others, though. That is like, yeah, it's very popular. That's the jam. Here's a bold prediction. Animal Uh Crossing on Switch will have some sort of connectivity with Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Oh. I know I'm really I know I'm really going out on a limb with that one. <laughs> I don't know. What's pop <laughs> I what's have Pocket no Animal Camp? Crossing knowledge. Oh, it's, it's the it's, it's the mobile version other of Animal than Crossing. Tom Nook is apparently uh, in the mafia according to Kate. So. 100%. He is 100% yeah. a crime lord. <laughs> yeah, see, that's yeah, the drive no. I get from him. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean it makes sense. Like I think I think they'll do some sort of uh I mean, I think with them doing Pokemon next week and with them having like Mario Maker 2 will be close to release, I think that kind of leaves the door open to focus on Animal Crossing for that to be their big, like, this is our big E3 game coming out. That and yeah. Polly's Zelda Link's Awakening. I think they're going to dedicate some time to that as well. See, this is where, because, like, this is where my, my pipe dream comes into play. And it's really just reminiscent of my pipe dream from last year. It really hasn't changed in 365 days. Mm-hmm. Give me, for the love of God, some type of Metal Gear collection or remake the Twin Snakes or remake Peace Walker or just do something Metal Gear on the Switch. Like, if they put the like the HD collection and they, like, remaster the Twin Snakes and just did that as one package game on the Switch, that would that would blow my mind. Yeah. It'd be amazing. No, Konami's, Konami's 
actually doing stuff. Like they just released the Castlevania collection. They announced the Contra yes. collection. Like they're and it's not like they're developing new games. It's they're releasing collections of the IPs that they exactly. own. Exactly. So let's get Metal Gear collection. Like yeah, 100%. and especially because Konami without Kojima means you're not going to get any new Metal Gear. So just make your money off selling these collections to schmucks like me who will pay all types of cash for it. Dude, like give me I would pay all 60 of the bucks right now just to Switch. play I would pay 60 bucks just to play the original Metal Gear Solid 1 on any current hardware. Like the it should yeah. not be as much of a I have to go back to my PS3 to play. Right. <laughs> it's not the best. So no. yeah, that's still it's still my pipe dream from last year cuz last year it was just the Twin Snakes, but now I've upped my pipe dream to just give me the entire collection. I want Twin Snakes 2, 3 and even just do Peace Walker. Remake that. Yep. Throw that on there. That'd be great. Who is the new Smash Bros. DLC character? Oh, yeah. What was that? Someone was trying Master to say like, it might Chief. be a Fortnite character. Oh, jeez. Ew. Oh, like a for- I don't even know if it's like, like other characters. are just like outfits. Yeah. So it's just a Fortnite outfit. Yeah, there's skins. But it would, it would, people would go crazy because it's recognizable. I'm saying, because yep. I think we're going to get more, I would say more of the Microsoft Nintendo connection here. I think Banjo-Kazooie. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think that'd be cool because I think he would be a great Smash character. Yep. Like, he's just fun. And, like, he, he fits that mm-hmm. mold. And he's a Nintendo character. Like, I mean, I understand, like, Microsoft owns Rare, but he's a Nintendo 64 character. So... Oh, yeah. It makes the most sense for, like, why Nintendo would want to reach out and make that deal happen. And Microsoft, since they're already playing nice, like, yeah, we'll license it out to you and we'll, you know, figure out how much that costs. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that'd be a lot of that'd fun. That'd be cool. And uh, I also think Nintendo is going to focus, too, on their uh, their lesser Switch hardware that they're going to be releasing. Yep. I, and I don't say lesser in a bad way. I know, obviously, it has a negative connotation, but it's just, obviously, the software that's going to be more focused on portability. Mm-hmm. And ideally, it'd be more affordable. I mean, 300 is still a, it's still a reasonable price tag, especially for what the Switch offers. Like, the, the fact that you can take it with you and dock it, like, it, it's impressive. So I think 300 is definitely worth it. But obviously, if you're going to just not sell it with the dock, you'd think the price would have to come down. So I'm, I'm curious to see if maybe we get a release date on that. I know there were rumors that it'd be coming out in June. I still am, I'd be a little stunned at that. If it's like, you know, E3, they're like, Oh, by the way, in two weeks, this is available. Cause I still think they're going to want to try to kind of cash in on some of those pre-orders. Just that's just how the gaming industry has worked for yeah. years now, big on pre-orders. So I don't, I'd be stunned if it comes out in June. Really cool if it does. Great for more people to be able to get their hands on it if the the more affordability is what they're looking for. But I do think we see some of that because there's already been a lot of talks of them making, you know, different Switch consoles. So I think that that's going to be a focus at their conference as well. Yeah, I think I think you see I think you'll see a, a Switch Mini or whatever they end up calling it coming out at 250 bundled with a game and it's coming out holiday this year. Um yep. whether it's Pokemon, the new one, you know, Sword and Shield, or yeah. whether it comes with like Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee to to kind of keep the price down. Um, I don't think they get it down to two hundred for the base unit. I think it's going to be two fifty, but then they're going to throw in an older title to to kind of right, sweeten right. the pot. Yeah, or they might even do that thing that they're doing now. Where it's like they'll give that voucher so you can get like two Nintendo Switch games or something like that. Exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if they pull something like that. Yep. Yeah. No, because like it's weird. I don't. I don't have a lot of expectations for them um, just because I know they, they do have like relatively big names coming out this year, but I feel like it's a lot of like niche audiences, yes. you know? So I'm, I'm very interested to see what surprises they have. It's almost, it's really tough for me to predict because 
I, I feel like with their partnership with Microsoft and just some of the stuff that they're doing with like the new hardware, I think that they can go a lot of ways, but it's one of those ones that obviously, because because it's Nintendo, your eyes are going to be on it regardless, but I do think that they'll surprise us with some type of new game announcement. Yeah. Not necessarily coming out this year, but something that they're working on and coming out in the yeah. near future. You know they're going to do something with Atlas. You know Square Enix is going to show up. Like, And what that yeah. is, you know, whether it's a, a new Dragon Quest game, whether it's a, a Persona game, like I don't think you're going to get like Persona 5 on Switch announced at E3, although it wouldn't make sense now that I say that now it's been rumored, right. but you know, I, I do think like, you know, obviously those third parties that Nintendo has worked closely with will have a presence and whether it's announcing new stuff or, or just kind of promoting stuff or porting stuff over to switch. Oh yeah. I feel like we'll see quite a few switch ports, maybe even though on uh, the Witcher three, uh, Witcher know. three. I, and that's one of those crazy ones where it's like, yep, it's coming. It's happening. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested that that'll be a good one for sure. Um, and I know you mentioned Square Enix. So that seems like a good point to kind of move into. We'll, we'll package Square and uh, Ubisoft together. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, Square Enix released today on Twitter. This is the thing that jumps out to me the most. And this was going into this E3. I fully expected them to talk about this because they've been completely silent on it since they announced it years ago. We're finally going to see the Avengers game that they've been working on. I am very stoked about this. I mean, naturally... Anybody who's been listening, I'm a big Avengers fan, a big Marvel fan. I love the Spider-Man game, and obviously, I think Insomniac just knocked it out of the park with the controls and just the whole soup. They they nailed the superhero game, so I'm very curious to see what Square Enix can do. I think that they obviously have a great track record with some incredible games. So I'm very curious to see, is it going to be like a Final Fantasy type deal where it's like you're controlling yeah, like just, a party of yeah. them? Or, I have no idea what direction this is going. Yeah, or is it going to be like a Tomb Raider type thing where it's, you know, narrative driven, but there is open world elements to it because I feel like there has to be open world elements to it because you're superheroes with these outrageous traveling abilities. I'm yeah, so, I, so curious. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think action adventure has got to be the way to you go because like the one that makes sense to me off the top of my head is, you know, four player cooperative action RPG. Mm-hmm. And that's Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, which is coming out this year. Right, right, right. right good point. So I, I think, you know, cause like that's what fits the square Enix mold, but yeah, with yeah. crystal dynamics making it, I think you are probably going to get something more cinematic. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm really excited for this game. I'm really interested in it. It's been hyped up a lot. I think, we get a very deep look at it. I think they're going to spend a lot of time I on it. I really hope so. Cause yeah. it's been so long. And that's the thing is they, it's, it sucks for them because now the bar is so high. We've seen all of the Arkham games and we've seen the Spider-Man game. Very curious to see how it all turns out because that is one I've been, I've had on my radar ever since it was announced. And now that we're finally seeing a little bit of a look at it, let's go. Yep. Let's do it. What do you think as far as release window? Do you think we get one? Do you think it's coming out this year? Do you think there's any chance it's coming out this year? You know what? Fuck it. Let's have them, let's have them come out this year. I feel like that would be exact because it's like they made it seem like it's a big reveal. So yeah. I, 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 it can't just be like, here's a minute teaser. Like it needs to be something substantial because what was it like five years ago or something that they announced it? Like it was mm-hmm. a long time ago that this game was announced. So, and we haven't seen anything on it. So yeah, let's let's get a like a Q4 release. That would be yeah. amazing because like we, everyone's been talking about how this year's been we said it at the beginning, like this year's been kind of quiet for those big mm-hmm. releases. Like we could barely pin down like what we think of a game of the year other than a remake of a game from 1998. So this year is really just ripe for like these big games to just make an impact. 
And I think that's one of the ones that could do it. Yeah, it's been very front and back heavy in terms of how this year has gone, where it's like we started off and it seemed like, yeah, this year was going to be huge. There's going to be so much stuff coming out. And then there's kind of just been a whole lot of nothing in the middle. And now we're gearing up for a lot of heavy hitters to come out in the end of the year. I think I think it'll be beginning of next year. I think it'll be 220, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> just in keeping yeah, with that. Right? Yeah. 2020. 2020. 2020. Let's go, baby. At 220. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I think they've been quiet long enough to where like we know they've been working on it. We know that they've made progress. They have to be close to release. So I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if they came out and said, yep, December 2019, let's go. Yeah. So when I saw that that was... That was tweeted out. I, it got me more excited for E3. And then naturally, I think that we'll probably see something Final Fantasy related. Yeah. I feel like whether it's stuff that they've been working on for current games or if maybe they're announcing a new Final Fantasy game, I wouldn't be surprised if Square was like, oh, yeah. by the way, here's another thing we're working on. And it's just a, a reveal of like a Final Fantasy new game. Yeah. And you still got seven remake. So I would imagine episode one of that. I, I imagine it's still episodic. So I'd imagine episode one is coming soon. They said more to come in June. So it's June. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I would imagine, I, I, I think that, I think Avengers is probably your Q1 2020. And then I think episode one of final fantasy is coming out this year yeah but i wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was reversed see yeah that's the thing is the final fantasy 7 i just am under the impression it'll never actually come out i know <laughs> i want it so bad though that's like that's that a was a lot of people yeah want it I was bad. Say, I was like, that was my pipe dream for a long time and then it happened then it was like mm. oh now this is just a tease so now it's now mm. it's real <laughs> yeah right but now they're kind of just holding it over our heads branching off them into ubisoft they have obviously like the ringer in their back pocket is splinter cell. And I feel like this is the year they have to, they have to show something right. Like it's been so long. Maybe, maybe not. I love splinter cell so much. And I, so do I, I want nothing more for them to do it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think we would have, we would have heard something from like Schreier by now after all those tweets from like the creative leads and stuff like that. When they were joking right. about it, that's what I was thinking. He of. would have he would have called his sources and been like, "Yep, no, actually, I'm I'm hearing it's getting announced." I think Watch Dogs is a safe bet. I think that's going to happen. Yep. Um, yep. Everything seems to be pointing towards that being taking place in London. That coming out this year. I think all of that stuff is legit. I think it's too soon for a Mario Rabbids game. I think my my like my dream announcement would be um, a Rayman, a new Rayman game, whether it's oh a two D platformer. I would love a 3D Rayman game like Rayman 2. Yeah. But I'd be I'd be fine with another one in the Ubi art. They're not using the Ubi art like framework anymore. And like yeah. for a while there like 2014, 2015, they were dropping so many of these like really beautiful like indie looking uh games. So yeah. I would like to see another one in that style. I think that we do see Splinter Cell. I think this is I the year. It. I think that it's going to show up and I feel like them teasing it was them doing it on purpose. Like I think obviously they knew they were going to get people in an uproar. I just don't think you do that if you're not planning on showing it at E3 because if you don't show it at E3, you're going to have a lot of pissed off people. Right. No, yeah, and I think at this point we're just kind of used to it. <laughs> yeah, I I still I I think Splinter Cell gets shown and I agree with you. I think Watch Dogs 3 is going to be a big thing. There was a lot going on with like them saying like, all right, we're having four AAA games coming out this year. So like, obviously I think they, they confirmed that Ghost Recon was one of them, but then yeah. like everyone was kind of trying to figure what those other three are. 
I'm fully convinced that, and this may not fit everyone's definition of AAA, but like Just Dance has to be one of them. Like oh yeah, Just, Just Dance, Dance is for sure AAA. Every year. <laughs> I think, and this is another, this is kind of one of my more crazy predictions, I think they're going to come out on VR platforms. I think that's yeah. the next kind of evolution. That would make sense. Um, yeah, that'd be cool as hell. <laughs> Dance Central's on there. Like, so I think that's what they're going to start doing is is doing uh, VR stuff. Yeah, Just Dance. I still have Just Dance 2014. Uh, I haven't played it in a long time, but it's there for any time the mood strikes, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's a great party game. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> what about uh, what about Beyond Good and Evil 2? Do we see anything or hear anything from that? I feel like they got to... Uh, it's weird because like with the with them delaying skull and bones i don't expect to see anything on that so i feel like they need to fill it with other stuff and i, I like we're not gonna get any far cry stuff far cry is over for this year we're not gonna get any i don't think we're getting the assassin's creed they said they were taking a year off they kind of need to like yeah. origins and odyssey were fantastic so take a break do your viking game that you're rumored to be working on take some time with that so, yeah, I, I think that they're going to need to fill some time with some stuff. And, like, when was the last time we heard anything on that, you know? Right. You'll probably get some DLC. I think you'll get D- a look at Assassin's Creed DLC. Yeah, that's true. Since they're trying to, like, since they're trying to prolong the life of that game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they just did the Atlantis one. So that's another one that's fallen to the backlog. So hopefully the year <sighs> of the backlog will lead me Same. down to the Odyssey path. No better time than today. That's true. <laughs> well, I got Dragon Age, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, that. you're right. <laughs> Once you get through that, that's the bad thing about these games. They're hundreds of hours, all of them. Oh, yeah. So I feel like we covered pretty much the bulk of them, and we can kind of just wrap up with some final thoughts on the one who's – so I Googled E3 schedule 2019. It just comes up in like a basic Google thing just showing when everything is, and then the last bullet Mm. point is just Sony, MIA. And so (laughs) Sony is MIA for sure, but they're making headlines – and the biggest one was today with Death Stranding. The trailer gets released. The release date gets shown November 8th, 2019. Let's go. I've seen a ton of people already joking like this game will get delayed like every Kojima game. But I don't know. I really don't. I, I, I got to tell you, I'd be stunned because like he's been working solely on this game the past like four years. And they didn't have to build the engine from scratch. They mm-hmm. used the Decima engine from Gorilla. So that cuts down, I'm imagining, substantially yeah. on development time. And from what we saw, obviously, still very confused. However, it looks gorgeous. Yes. And I got a great little blurb taken from their website, which basically it kind of outlines what the game is all about. So it breaks it down to four different categories, which is face unique challenges. So you can arm yourself and take aim at a variety of objectives in your mission to reunite a broken nation while balancing Mm. under the weight of your cargo as you travel. Mm. Protect your supplies from wild bandits and stay safe from the terrifying beached things or face failing those who depend on you. The next is explore the world. The Decima engine renders a hyper-realistic landscape utterly transformed by the Death Stranding. Unpassable obstacles block your path and force you to find different routes, while supernatural elements alter the physical state of your surroundings. Death is not the end. There is no traditional game over state in Death Stranding. Lose your life during combat and you'll find yourself in an upside down realm searching for a way back to the living. Choose your combat methods carefully as killing your foe is almost never the solution and every death carries a consequence. Oh, man. Uh, And this last one is incredible. And this has been the, the, the whole theme of this game is this last one here. Assist other players. Help other travelers without ever crossing paths via asynchronous online gameplay 
send supplies, share safe houses, and walk in the footsteps of fellow couriers to reunite civilization. So the big thing is like the Mm. world is divided and your whole goal is to work together. And it sounds like you're going to be playing this with everybody else who's playing the game to work together to basically put back together humanity. Yeah. And so it's it's carrying these heavy themes, but obviously the biggest thing that I took away with this is voice acting looks incredible. I think that now there is a little bit more of a story that we still, it's still very confusing. It's mm-hmm. going to be one of those ones you just need to commit to, but I, I am, I obviously I'm all in cause it's Kojima, but I'm even more all in now. Like I just, I'm very excited that we finally got a release date because that was one of the biggest looming questions is that, is this game ever going to come out? And the, it's a long running joke of this podcast that it wasn't going to come out to like 2073. So <laughs> I'm very happy that it's a quarter four release. <laughs> yeah, no. And that was a surprise. I think, I mean, the thing that stood out to me the most was just, and this shouldn't come as a surprise to me, but his, like just Kojima's world building and his character creation, right? Like the designs oh, yeah. and granted, I know he's not coming up with these designs himself, right? But he's got right. the vision for it, right? He's the vision behind it. And just seeing some of the designs of these characters without any context, like they just look so cool and they look so memorable. And oh, yeah. like the world is just like so unique. And like hearing you describe like, you know, the death and how death works. Like obviously it's got a very like heavy influence from like Dark Souls and stuff like that. But just yeah. seeing like how that world works, like that's the thing that's kind of blown me away. And that's what's got me the most excited. Like the story could just be complete nonsense, which knowing Kojima, there's going to be some level of nonsense in there, but oh, yeah. it's, I, I think it's more about the world and more about like what the overarching objective is. That's going to make it a special. Yeah. I, Cause I, I'd still think it's something that we haven't seen before where this is, it's this overarching theme of togetherness and like you're working with people that you you'll never know and you'll never actually see, but you're all working together for the same goal. And so I think that there's a lot of potential for this to be something outrageously unique in gaming. Like this is going to be the first of its kind. And I think it could transform how some folks view online gameplay. I will say all the people who are like joking about the names of these characters, like Die Hard Man and, and Mama and Fragile, it's like, have you never played a yeah. Kojima game? Like, the guy's not mm-hmm. going to change now. It's par for the He's course. He's like 50. Yeah. It's like, he does it, like, he means literally no harm by it. He This is just who he is. He's just a, he's like a goofy kid right. <laughs> who just happens to be like this genius when it comes to creating games yeah well i mean it's all heavily inspired by anime right like i mean yeah you can tell like even metal gear was inspired by you know like action anime and like oh yeah and uh escape from la right and you know oh yeah that was a little bit more blatant than (laughs) snake plissken right but um yeah no i mean it's it's like it's gonna be it's like you said it's unique it's different it's not a sequel or a remake like it's a brand new world and yeah you know he's got all the resources presumably to make it a a good you know a good realization of that vision yeah i'm, I'm very much looking forward to it matt i know you've grown at kojima but you have to admit the game looks pretty god it looks so good absolutely it looks, it looks pretty. pretty and like mads his scenes were so good also, I, 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 I like you have to give a shout out to Kojima because he edited that whole trailer. Mm-hmm. Like that was edited by him. So I love that like personal touch he always puts mm-hmm. on that stuff. It's just like so because like it's very cool to follow him on Twitter just to see the stuff that like he gets excited about. And so like it, it's been a lot of fun kind of just watching him like really enjoy this day because like 
he always does these weird cryptic things. Like it was on Twitch for like two days with just like handprints and people were watching it just because it was like, Oh, Kojima might just poke his head in like fart or something. <laughs> and we, we want to see it. So right. I'm very much looking forward to that. And that's that's that, see, that's what's cool about video games now is like, you don't even need E3 to do these cool things. I'm happy that E3 still exists and like we still like cuz there's just this like vibe during E3 time that everyone's excited. We get all these cool announcements. There's just like hype all around. Mm-hmm. It just seems like every it's that one time of year where like the whole gaming industry is like all happy. Yeah. Cuz I feel like we're a cynical bunch most yeah. of the time. <laughs> and Even so, during E3, like there's a lot <laughs> of cynicism during the announcements, yeah. but yeah, I'm <laughs> So like th- this is like one of that time of the year where it's like it is the like the best time of the year for games. So I'm I'm looking forward to all these press conferences. I hope that they kind of all deliver something unexpected because that's always the best part. Like when we get just turned upside down, we get stunned by some reveal. That's when like gaming's at its best. Yeah, because we all we it's, all know those moments. Yeah, it's like I mean to piggyback off of what you said, like. It's like what I tweeted out, I think, yesterday or, or today, like where it's just like, yeah, like there's a lot of conversation going on about E3's importance as a trade show and whether or not that's becoming less and less of the mm-hmm. case. But I still think there's something to be said about the window during E3, mm-hmm. where even if people don't have a physical presence at the show, even if they're not, you know, out, out there actually letting people demo the games that they're announcing, I think there's something to be said for announcing things around this time because people yep. are excited about everything and it's and there's just this amazing domino effect of like to to go from the death stranding hype to then all of a sudden oh shit you know square enix just announced that avengers is getting you know a reveal and you mm-hmm. know and just mm-hmm. everyone's just trying to one-up each other in like a friendly playful way where it is yeah. just like all right cool like now it's our turn now it's our turn now it's our turn and like you still you know you see people like devolver get in on that and like you know upload vr is going to do the same thing for vr games like vr is going to have their moment at e3 so i still think like despite all the kind of opinions of people being down on e3 lately that there's still some importance to at least the time around the show oh for sure totally agree yeah still a big deal so I'm looking forward and, to and it. And I love I love hype. Like let's yeah. you know, let's just get excited about games. I like I like to get excited. It's, it's it's fun. It's a fun time of the year. So I already said my pipe dream. So what do you guys have for your pipe dreams for E3 as we wrap up? Mine would just be like a new fable game. Yeah. yeah. Which is like rumored, so it's not a huge pipe dream, but like it could not happen. You yeah, know? That's so true. I just like I'm using my pipe dream towards something that I want to have happen. So I want a new fable game. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's about. You got to put the vibes out there. That's what pipe dreams are all about. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Fable one's a good one. I would say, I mean, Splinter Cell would be another good one, even though I don't think it's going to happen. I would say that the Microsoft Nintendo relationship gets like really, really friendly, and you see something mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, X game, X game, X game, like all these games that are on Game Pass that like we've worked with these teams, they're porting them to Switch. If you have Game Pass, you can download them and play them natively on Switch. Like, let's yeah. go, and like it's. I don't think that's how, you know, cause there's a lot of work that needs to go into that where like, you know, maybe not your big triple a top tier games, but your, your indie games where it's yeah. like, Hey, if you own the game pass version of this game, or, you know, if you subscribe to game pass, you can download it onto your switch or something like that. Right. I don't know. Or yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a version that isn't just streaming it. Cause I know streaming is kind of going to be the, the focus. Yeah. Especially with how bad Nintendo does online. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no pipe dream would just be, Nintendo and Microsoft getting really, really friendly and for the foreseeable hmm. future being that friendly. Yeah, and I'm all for that. 
because yeah, I love my Switch one. and uh, I don't have an Xbox, so this yeah. would this would make things easier. It's a me. great piece of hardware, <laughs> and you know it works for Microsoft too because they don't have to develop a, a portable system. You know they can just yeah, exactly. they can just put their stuff everywhere they want to, and I'm mm-hmm. sure they're still going to make money off of it on the back end. Yeah, because we all saw what Sony did with an actual good portable system; they just <sighs> pissed it away. <laughs> R.I.P. Vita. Womp anyway, womp. So Neil. One last time for the folks who are listening, where can we find you on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks, wherever you're at? I'm at I'm 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 at the Young Neil on Twitter, which is also my Instagram handle, but I never use Instagram. But yeah, no, I mean please just follow me on Twitter. Um I'm kind of just I'm preparing to well, I'm not preparing, but my wife is preparing to have a kid. So fatherhood is in my immediate future. So I'm just kind of in a spot where I'm not really doing anything super creative. You know, I don't want to jump into anything unless I'm, I know I'm going to put my full 100% effort into it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, just, just follow me on Twitter. Let's talk about, like, I'm, I'm just always on Twitter. I'm addicted. You could ask my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm just, yeah, if you want to tweet me your bad takes and I'll tweet you mine, like that's, that's definitely it. Um, it, it's that's pretty much the slogan for Twitter. <laughs> bad takes. I, I, I'm, I'm bad oh, at, God, I'm bad at bad takes, but I'm getting better at them. So please help me get better. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us this lovely Wednesday yeah. night. And so it is time to wind down episode 82 so if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode you've listened to head on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on whether that be spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in iheart radio podcast addict pocket cast whatever it is leave us a like write us a review and subscribe to us it goes a long way and we really appreciate the support and of course if you've appreciated this or any other content we produce head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player and if you're feeling generous throw us a buck or two because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it can possibly be come on and join that amazing group of supporters because we'd love to have you and so just like that episode 82 is coming to a close we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you and as always wherever you are wherever you're listening from we appreciate you and we will talk to you all very soon And I'm is gonna that, play after this. Too, is that so. what you were doing in the uh, the voice channel labeled secrets the other night? <laughs> so you're not supposed to talk about that because it's only for me. Well, <laughs> it's out there now. But so yes, come on and join the Discord and join Matt's secrets channel. <laughs> Figure out what that the is, hell he's up to. <laughs> that is where I played Diablo three in the secrets channel. That's good to know.